You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. Good morning. This is the Frank Skinner Show. My name's Emily Dean and I'm sitting in for Frank this week because he's not here. He's doing TV. He's left us behind, our sad old radio people. He hasn't really. He's he's busy, but he loves us dearly. Um, we're not live this morning, I should say. We are pre-recording the show. So what can they not do, Cockrell? Text in. Very good. I mean, uh, they can, but it would be a waste. Well, fa- thank you for reminding them. And for that, you're going to get your jingle. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and one for Gareth. Great, perfect. I don't know why I played Crazy Horses for you. <laughs> I think it's good. It's animal themed, isn't it? Yeah. We've got cockerel, we've got crazy horses over there. Oh, well, talking of animal themed, have we done all the business, by the way? So no texting in, but you can. They can't do anything, can they? Can they email I the show? They could email if they're patient and they're prepared to wait until the week after when okay. Frank's on, you know. Yeah. You could deal with it in email corner, perhaps. And if you can it, always if tweet us. people want to write in, what's the address to write in? <laughs> Please write to us at Absolute Radio. <laughs> <laughs> or you can obviously fo- you can always follow the show on Twitter because we do one tweet a week, I believe, mm. don't we? And if you want any of your pictures back, include a stamped addressed envelope. <laughs> And we will try and return your pictures to you. I used to love doing that, didn't you? (laughs) Stamped dressed envelope to Saturday Superstore. Mm. S-A-E. One of my favourite abbreviations, I think. Is it? OMG. (laughs) (laughs) P.O. Box. (laughs) (laughs) What's a P.O. Box? I love a P.O. Box. Well, that's normally where very dodgy companies are. Oh, if you it? have a P.O. box, don't invest. Ah. That's what I say. <laughs> We're talking about animals. I've brought my dog Raymond in today. Oh, I'm sure have. He's a shih tzu. He's a little shih tzu, isn't he? <laughs> he sure he? is. <laughs> Your manager was picking it up before the show began recording. Um, He's... Um, my manager's in there. She's looking after him today, which is quite Mariah Carey mm-hmm. to get your manager to look after um, your dog. She's already got him a slot on Mock the Week. <laughs> yeah. It's going really well. <laughs> Funny, he's the funniest one on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's basically. I mean, I do love him and I do adore him. And Gareth, I think you've slightly fallen oh, for him, haven't um, you? I've never had a dog, and I feel I have a special connection to that animal. <laughs> he's so adorable and hypoallergenic. You tell me. Usually, <laughs> I mean, I was being very polite, and I thought, well, I'm going to cuddle this dog because Emily, I know Emily wants me to. I mean, mm. my windpipe is going to close up any minute. <laughs> But hypoallergenic, so I had a lovely cuddle and he licked my face. It's the most human contact I've had for a very long time. And that was just me, and then you met the dog. (laughs) It's not human contact, is it? Although to me, he's more valuable than a human. He is extraordinary, isn't he? I mean, he does do a lot of face licking, which I know some don't approve of. But it's hard. He's He's very overly keen, isn't he? Yeah. He's like a sort of, you know... His hormones are raging. Like a dog. Yeah. <laughs> like a really <laughs> He's like happy a young little puppy. dog. Yeah. But, um, and my manager loves dogs as well. And my manager's actually your manager. That's right. Yeah. Gareth. Kath. No, her name's Kath, not Gareth. <laughs> no, this is Gareth. To me. My manager's your manager. Oh, I see. I'm aware yeah. that it's radio and no, people you've got can't a whole see other manager. Thank you very much. What's your manager that? called? We're doing, we're going really inside baseball today on the show. <laughs> Mine's called Rover. My manager's a dog. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just flipped the whole thing. <laughs> right, but I want a part to... in that sitcom. Fetch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we need to talk about uh, Kath later okay. oh, at gosh. some point. On oh, air? Be- no. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I'm um, very critical today, isn't <laughs> Not it? Not at all. Not because at all. Um, I looked at her Twitter page. <laughs> right. 
And, well, firstly, it's an egg avatar. Right. Oh, I thought that had gone. (laughs) No, it's an egg avatar. Um, We're going to talk about this in a minute. It's it's worrying. Absolute, absolute Absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I was talking earlier about our manager, Gareth, who's here today. Looking, I like the very obedient way you had yours. <laughs> Who's looking, we'll call her Kath. We'll call her Kath. Who's looking after Ray. Mm-hmm. So the Twitter page is, it's just she's got an egg avatar. Right. And I think she should have a picture of herself up there mm. or something rather than an egg. Yeah. And then I saw that she'd only tweeted one thing, which was, I want vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I think there was one other thing which was complaining about a broken chair to a company. <laughs> okay. Don't you think maybe she should expand? Do you think she should be using that as a PR platform for us? Yeah, I do. Okay. Do you? Yeah, and I just think I want vegetables isn't going to cut it. No. (laughs) I mean, she's got enough clients as it is. There's no need for any more. Anyway, in fact, I shouldn't be complaining about her because she does tolerate our tantrums um, Mm. and meltdowns. And an egg never looks good. It looks like the person doesn't know how Twitter works. None of you saying I want vegetables either. <laughs> no. It's not really working. We should say today, because we're not in our normal studio and we're doing a pre-record. Yes. We're in... The producer came in earlier and she was checking out the studio. It's a little room with lots of mics in here. And she said, oh, this is like when people do a proper podcast. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, I see. <laughs> it does have that feeling to it. It's a mm. bit like a sort of um, minister. I put it to you. Mm. It does feel a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. If someone's made a political gaffe, it feels like we yeah. could be clipped in on a on a yeah. on news night or something. It's a proper kind of political studio. Anyway, I want to talk more about my dog because I'm so glad that you're enjoying him. I, however, have got to the stage with him, Gareth, which is um, it's going well. But you know, in a relationship, for the mm. first let's say six weeks, you're doing a bit of a PR thing, aren't you? Yeah. Everyone's on their best behaviour. This is the best he's ever going to behave. That's what you told me. It's one of my favourite quotes of yours. It's true. It's and great. it's true. But it's it's the first six weeks is very much, oh, my God, I like Vin Diesel movies. <laughs> and, oh, I love men that have loads of female friends. Yeah, go out with her till four. I love that. I'm not jealous. You, like, let him lick your face whenever he wants. <laughs> Fine. And that's what's happened with me and Ray. Mm. I mean, he hasn't gone out with loads of female friends till four in the morning. Right. But legend. <laughs> he is legend, I, Ray. I think he is a legend of the dog world. You think? Yeah. Already? Think he, yes. Brilliant. But I think what's happening now is I'm just starting to notice the flaws a bit. Right. And what's he's what he's done on the flaws. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It is the first six weeks of the relationship when they, you know, they Peter Crouch on the floorboards. Um, so, like, the honeymoon period is over, you feel like. And Very you've got so. to get to real grips with how you are going to move on with your relationship, realising each other's faults, learning about them, embracing them, and making peace with them. Yeah, or I could get a new dog. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to oh. say, if you got buyer's regret? <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So Ray and I, yeah, we're going through this this difficult period. We'll come out, I have no doubt, we will come out of it fine. Hmm. Lapsed into poetry there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come out, I have no doubt. Oh, oh it nearly was, wasn't Got it? Got the dog, she's going yeah. in the bog. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think it's just, um, 
it's just that diff- it's that it's that difficult period when you it's not I'm not calling it disillusionment. I'm just I am. But Are you? I think well, you were saying to me, um, no, you weren't. I won't talk about that on air because that's a bit unfair. <laughs> you can if you want. I don't can mind. I? Yeah, yeah. Well, you said you have a whippet, don't you? We have a dog. And, and you I were saying sometimes you regretted it. I think we're mostly glad we've got a dog. <laughs> <laughs> mostly glad we've got a dog. <laughs> I think that's fine, isn't it? Oh, God. People are shaking their heads at the radio all over the country. No, I'm now, enjoying I'm sure. this honesty. What, so, yeah. what's your regret based on? Well, you know, just sometimes it's inconvenient having to look after another thing. Like, you've yeah. just got to compromise all the time. Like, oh, God, now I've got to go home. Because, <laughs> you know, the dog can't just sit in the house all day. You've got to let them out for a wee or, you know, something stronger, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, it's another creature that we... you have to factor into your everyday life. And I must admit, I don't do that much with the dog. My wife does the majority does the of the dog duties. care. Yeah. Well, I think Ray and I need to start having date nights. Oh, yeah. right. I think that would be positive. Are they Obamas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds quite, this is quite serious. This is like 10 years into a marriage situation. Couples like, who play to together stay together. No, well, I'm not saying we'd go sure for a pizza. We... <laughs> I'm saying he would maybe agree not to go to the bathroom on my handbag. That would be what I would call a date night okay. for us. Yeah. It's just making that little bit of effort in the relationship. Mm. I don't know if you will agree to not go to the bathroom in your handbag Um you maybe need to make your handbag less attractive a bathroom. So you have to do all the hard yeah. lifting there. You have yeah. to. Or provide him with a more attractive, I don't know, we don't want to argue the man <laughs> side of the situation, but uh-huh. maybe make a more attractive place for him to go to the bathroom. Exactly. How about that? Exactly. Maybe buy a handbag especially for him to go into the bathroom. Oh, that's a good idea. I mean, your handbag is shaped like a toilet. I've always felt that was strange. <laughs> no. I know, but it's the fashion. That. I yeah. know you don't understand the, pa- the Parisian fashion, Designer, it's designer. But what are you going to do? No. <laughs> No, I think also he's got a, a, a bit of an underwear thing as well. Who if doesn't? I, Who doesn't? Yikes. If only um, most we, dogs if only don't. have a text in. <laughs> most dogs don't, to be fair. Emailing. Or maybe they do. You can't hear from our readers because, you know, yeah. they're not around this morning. But um, he likes freshly laundered underwear. Oh, well, that, that's where he and I do depart. <laughs> oh, my God. Three days no, out of the I, I can't even speak to you right now. Skinner. Cochrane, together, the Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. So what you're meant to do with mm. the dog, right. I apologise to anyone listening who doesn't have a dog and finds this a bit boring, or indeed anyone who's got a dog and is going off it a bit. <laughs> like Alan. I don't think, I don't think we should even apologise at all. If they haven't got a dog and they think it's boring, then like, their whole life is limited. Like, you can't go and watch Macbeth because you don't you, understand. You've just said you're bored of yours. Yeah, but, but people, what I mean is people oh, that I can't see. accept entertainment without having lived through that. Like, you go and watch Macbeth and go, oh, well, I've never killed anyone. There's nothing for me here. Like, it's ridiculous. Watch a hospital drama. Well, I'm fine. Why would you watch yeah, it? Yeah, but that's like, a very it's... small demographic, people that haven't killed anyone. Come on. Yeah, exactly. Oh, We're not catching Oh, just me today. then. Or, you know... <laughs> Scottish people that haven't killed anyone, certainly. <laughs> no, but you're right, Alan. I'm not going to apologise for talking no. about the dog. I'm going to talk a bit more about him. Uh-huh. So the thing is, um, he's he's lovely and we have a great tiny. relationship. And he's he's tiny. He's super cute and he's got mm-hmm. great hair. Yes. I mean, it looks like Liz Hurley. It's impossible to see him just with the naked human eye. You have to have a <laughs> magnifying glass. But he's very he cute is quite once small. you get him into focus. But then I am as well. So it's, you know, yeah. it's fitting. But um, I'm finding, you know, I just think he and I need to have, we need to work on our relationship. There are just some issues there. Right. Just in terms of respect for each other. 
You know, mm, respect for no each other's space. <laughs> and the good thing is he sleeps in. He's quite a lazy showbiz dog. Okay. Brilliant. So I, someone said to me, oh, does he wake you up? I said, no, he sleeps in until midday. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> it's just the underwear situation that we need to get under control. I think if he likes clean laundered underwear, that's not a problem. I think that's okay. Yeah, would you prefer that he was going after the dirty <laughs> stuff? I'd prefer he left that part of my life well alone. I frankly. think that might be, and you're not going to love this, oh. but... <laughs> Thanks for the warning. Is he just suggesting you put some clothes on around the house? And you know what, also? <laughs> eating I... leaves, it gets old. Eating leaves? Oh, well, talk to you me know. about eating leaves. My dog rolls in fox poo. Does he? She, it, the, it's... Again, apologies if you don't roll in fox poo and yeah, you yeah. find this somewhat alienating. Oh, man, it absolutely stinks the house out and you just feel really angry and then you have to have a moment where you go, oh, no, she's just being a dog. This is what she does. This is part of her instinct. So, you know, it's a constant trial. I feel this is very healthy. Like when Alan said that there were times when he regretted having a dog, I felt an icy chill came into the studio. And I feel like there's more stigma around that than if you said, sometimes I regretted having my children. I think people are happier with that idea. I think it's very healthy for people to be able to talk out in the open how maybe they don't like their dogs very much. How maybe they've had enough with the dogs. When they eat leaves and run around with a bra in their mouth like Hugh Hefner. Not a good look. It does sound like a legend, you're right. <laughs> Dog legend. Do you know what? You and him, you know what you need? <laughs> a little night on the town. I can see it. Frank. Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. I'm eating chocolate on air, which is very unprofessional. Possibly my favourite moment of the show was just as you were about to turn that fader up, you um, threw one to the side of your head, <laughs> aiming for your mouth. I enjoyed oh, that. the M&M. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but the, if we were going to be moment. sponsored by a chocolate brand... They'd probably want someone more coordinated that could get it into their face. <laughs> no, but it would be M&M's. <laughs> you think? Well, yeah, because we talk about it so often on this show. Yeah, and we play a lot of M&M. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, as I was saying to the producer earlier, eating chocolate makes your your larynx fat, and I don't want a fat larynx. I think it's less specific than that. <laughs> no, it is that specific. <laughs> it is definitely a fat larynx you'll get. Is it? Yeah. All right. I don't know about you, but I don't like a fat larynx. Some really big larynxes on the train today. <laughs> Broken Britain now. Yeah, tell me about it. That's what it is. So I'm also getting my house done up at the moment. Oh, nice. This has been going on for some six months. You're getting it renovated into a shoe, aren't you? Like a huge shoe. Into a kennel. Um, (laughs) And I'm having, I mean, I'm going full on. There's a new bathroom, a new kitchen, everything. Exterior walls? Oh, yeah. Are you? Yeah, always go exterior walls. Everything. Great. Well, yes and no. Oh, not great. Well, there's two things. Firstly, they're lovely builders. I mean, I love Pavel. I won't have a word said against him. Mm-hmm. But there was another character working there called Tudor. Right. The, it's a lesson in history so far, <laughs> isn't it? It is, essentially. Yeah. So he's suggesting Tudor. a lot of exposed wood beams. Yeah. <laughs> he loves a chicken leg. The whole place looks a bit modern to me. I'm not surprised you think that, Tudor. <laughs> I wish you'd stop playing green sleeves all day. <laughs> <laughs> the... How many wives you got? <laughs> the thing is, Tudor, I don't think Tudor... I wonder if he would appreciate this material. I don't know, because he is has... He Welsh? Is he Welsh? 
No. That, that's a name there, isn't it? No, I Ta-da. believe Tudor is from... I'm going to get it, so bear with. Um, he might be Lithuanian, I think. Oh. Tudor. Romanian, I think. Tudor is Romanian. Mm. Um, he doesn't speak so English. sometimes Eastern European places are a bit behind the times compared to <laughs> us, aren't they? So maybe... You should meet his friend Jacobean. (laughs) He couldn't stop talking. But Tudor, he's a a nice guy. He's really a man of few words. Um, But he loves his music. Oh, good. Well, no. No? He likes one song. Oh. Played on lute? (laughs) But no, so what what sort of stuff is he into? Yeah. Can I guess? I have to call him Sire. (laughs) How good would it be if the one song that he liked was Song 2 by Blur? (laughs) Good. No, it probably wouldn't. That would be the next best. Yes. Well, no, I'd quite. I'll tell is you what it is. a song called Song One? Is it One by you two? No. It is. The song that Tudor plays over and over again is Everything I Do, I Do It For You. <laughs> but he specifically <coughs> likes hit. one performance of it, which is a stadium performance <laughs> oh, back in the live, 80s. A niche live version. It's a niche live version, possibly in Romania, I'm not sure. But. I've now heard it so often that I found myself the other day joining in with one of the crowd who joins in because <laughs> I'd heard it so often. Going, whoa! <laughs> and there's a bit where a woman sort of sh- shrieks really loudly. <laughs> I know when the claps happen. Oh. I know when he says, come on! <laughs> mm. So it's, yeah, it's wearing a bit thin. Mm. I mean, you know, he's great. So, so he's of, had to go. Have you thought of seeking alternative accommodation or an alternative Tudor? Yeah. <laughs> another time. Well, I know what you mean. Another builder from history, perhaps, or just any other builder that isn't going to play that song on repeat for I well. I'm not sure if I can sack him on the strength of his musical taste, but I am getting quite bored of it because when he stopped playing that, I thought, well, that's good. He'll play something else, and then it was um, quite an angry political man shouting for oh. about two hours. Billy Bragg, <laughs> <laughs> which worried me even more. <laughs> And in uh, in English? No. Okay. No. Well, I think if you ask him to change it, he will do it because I think everything he does, he's doing it for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. This is Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. <laughs> I, uh, I have a building work question for Go you. Um, in fact, I've got two. Mm. I've got two. We'll come in a moment to um, what your... Uh, what your MO is when the builders are there. Like yep. I find that I over offer I over offer tea. Yeah. Over offer it because I think it's the only thing I can do in this whole equation. Yeah. They're all being macho and fetching and carrying and building. So the least I can do is go, Would you guys like a tea? Yeah. This place for our strength, so I'm good at putting the kettle on. Mm. Um But are they using the bathroom that is part of your house or did they make a big deal? Because we've got a quote for some building work mm. and they said, oh, yeah, we'll bring one of those portaloos so it doesn't bother you. Mm. What, what's the situation there? Well, I'm very glad you raised that. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's had to. Yeah. Um, I'm not happy. Oh, um, dear. I'm not happy. This was exactly what I was concerned about. I mm. don't like... Tudor in my ensuite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And your yeah. ensuite. Tudor oh. has been seen in my ensuite. Oh. <laughs> I'm not when, happy. When the other one's busy. <laughs> when they'd finished. <laughs> Tudor stayed the night. <laughs> I just don't like it. Hmm. But it feels really mean to say you can't use my bathroom. Hmm. But on the other hand, you can't. <laughs> Sorry. Is there an alternative bathroom? 
Notice I went for a long eval there. I just uh, my well, my. You're not trying to send them to the Weatherspoons down the road or something, are you? To no, the... but I think a portaloo would be more suitable. And then, yeah. of course, I've got the neighbour upstairs, lovely chap, but he's an interior designer, so he does. Right. You know, he likes to offer an opinion. Mm-hmm. He came in the other day. I was getting a wall painted. I said, "Oh, there were three shades of blue." Mm-hmm. I said, "What do you think of that?" And he said, um, "He's a lovely chap. He and his partner live upstairs." He said, oh, he's Italian, so this isn't racist. Mm. Is, is Italian okay? We'll be the judge okay. of that. Okay, you'll be the judge. Yeah. He said, um, oh, <laughs> with Charles' bedroom. <laughs> oh, dear. He didn't think it was right for the bathroom. So I said, okay, what about that one? There were three colours in total. Mm. He went, yes, well, if you were going to, I think it would have to be that one. <laughs> I mean, come on. Mm. He didn't. He wasn't impressed. You're not into blue. I think he felt that it was the best of a bad choice. Right. Was the third one. One was child's bedroom. One mm. he couldn't even put into words how he felt about it. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was a, a sort of deathly compromise. This is the neighbour that you told me had a, a long-term relationship with a Smurf, isn't it? And he's just absolutely hates blue, that guy. It's him, isn't I mean, it? yeah. But, you know, it ended badly for him. <laughs> It's a bit like me and Tudor. I mean, you know, it's going to end in a beheading, isn't it? <laughs> You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio. Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio. Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps and in London and the South East on 105.8 FM. This is the Frank Skinner show. He's not here this week. Oh, I gasped in a really horrible way there. It well, sounded shocked, like it was you? my last breath. Yeah, I'm I'm stunned. Even an hour in, you're still shocked. <gasps> He's not here this morning. <gasps> We're pre-recording the show. <gasps> We're pre-recording the show. Stop making me laugh. Uh, so you can't text the show. But um, you know. You can you can write to us. We established yeah, earlier. Write to us yeah. if you want your pictures back to include a stamped address envelope. PO box. PO box four three one Maidstone Kent. That's Ca- ma- carrier that's pigeon. Ma- we'll accept. We'll accept a carrier pigeon if you've got any. Uh, that's made or up. Just by the way, tie a message to the dog you don't want anymore. <laughs> any of these is absolutely fine. I never said that. I don't want you to. Can I just I say, mean, no one's really getting rid of any dogs. We, we both love our dogs, mm. Alan and I. We're just yeah. saying that sometimes they feel burdensome. It's a bit like the flaw in the rug, as we discussed, you know, many times. They're exactly. great, but everything that's wonderful has a little flaw in it. Exactly. Am I right? Yeah. In well, my case, chronic <laughs> incontinence. <laughs> yeah. In your dog's case, you yeah. mean. <laughs> I thought you were sitting slightly higher. Yeah, there you na- go. On that nappy. Um, well, ladies and gentlemen, exciting news. Yes. It's going to be the event of the season. Um, Hear ye. <laughs> Hipper Middleton has leprosy, by the sounds of that. I hope Tudor's listening. <laughs> Tudor's going to be devastated. He's going to love the That's three crying. friends this week. <laughs> no, so um, Pippa Middleton is getting married. Yes, I heard I about didn't this. Know. I've only just heard about that in the newspaper. Nobody <laughs> told me. The invitation hasn't come through so far. If I could have a list of people not going to be invited to that wedding, you'd right. be in my top five, <laughs> I think. Well, I'm not the only one I on think the that list. That shows you in a great light, by the way. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, thank you. Um, other... How about this, though? The last time I was on the show, we were talking about um, Prince William yes. being yeah. skiing. Yes. Well, how about this that I read? It turns out 
that Pippa Middleton's Hendu mm. was on the same weekend. No way. <gasps> yes. Oh, God. So what I think is, this is my conspiracy theory. I lo- Can I just say I love it when you read the gossip, Max? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my um, conspiracy theory is all of that Prince William stuff was just a smokescreen mm. to cover up the fact that they were having their Hendu. And also all the talk about, oh, poor Kate at home That's with right. the children. Yes. That was a load of rubbish. Because yeah. she was nowhere near those kids. She was she in was Blackpool another... wearing a hat. Yes. Yeah. Putting a tenner in a Chippendales boxer shorts. That's yeah. what's happening there. Oh, like, I hope she was. Like the mystery woman in quotation marks that Will was dancing was the least dodgy thing happening in their I marriage your, that um, weekend. I love mm. your conspiracy theories. Yeah. By the way, mystery woman, I think that's just bad reporting. That's just someone who they haven't found out who it is. But we Googled her and she didn't come up, unfortunately. Nothing came up on it. Well, it's an interesting thing. So she's getting married in uh, the morning. No, next month. Yeah. But at the wedding, she's imposed this no ring, no bring rule. Yeah. Mm. Basically. So that means if you aren't married or engaged, then you can't come. You can't bring your partner. Which is good that you've established that, because I think a lot of the guests were worried that they had to be an Olympian to go, Mm. no ring. Exactly. You know, you need to have... (laughs) You need evidence. You need at least one golden ring. Like a theme party. Yeah. yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I think um, Spencer Matthews is her brother-in-law. So, the su- yeah, the suggestion is is mm. that um, Spencer Matthews, who's going out with Vogue Williams. Yes. I've learned all of these people who they are. <laughs> um, she is a famous-ish person who's been yeah. on reality TV shows. I don't, she's a DJ and model. Mm-hmm. Both careers that... Took a lot of training. and um... Well, we can talk, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Sitting around a table. Um, she's also an underwear model. Yes. Yeah. Vogue Williams, did you oh, know my that? D- my dog okay. Ray would like her. She models yeah. underwear for little. No way. Yeah. Does so, she? you know, on the miscellaneous aisle in Lidl next to the circular saw and oh, the wetsuits. Yeah. I like that they aisle. Sound they good. also <laughs> actually they sound like, that like um, really good investment pieces. <laughs> yeah. The little underwear range. I should say I'm sure they're yeah. lovely. Five yeah. ninety nine push up bra. <laughs> How do you know? I researched. Did quite a lot of research when about those When you say pictures. you researched, what? are you like the 14-year-old boy with your mum's gratin catalogue? <laughs> so. That's my worry. <laughs> Looking for the potato section. <laughs> That's a potato gratin joke for um, those who are wondering oh, yeah. need some oh, explanation yeah. for that. Oh, I, I needed that explanation. Yeah, I thought Do you know what, Al? I had a really quick idiotic eureka moment. It only took about seven seconds, <laughs> but I got the joke in the end. Well done. I liked it. Um, so, yeah, so there's a whole thing going on with this wedding which mm. and we're going to go in deep to this yeah i mean you've already mentioned there's a no ring no bring policy mm. which does I that know. mean that she's not allowed in oh if you're engaged you have to be engaged well vogue oh. williams she is engaged vogue williams she? said she had a no. prior engagement and i think that's the problem love that's what you haven't <laughs> you got, haven't got yeah. that's why you're not coming but um we need to talk about this more because i don't know whether you agree with the policy but i've got views on it We're talking this morning on Absolute Radio about Pippa Middleton and uh, her upcoming wedding, which has a no ring, no bring policy. Which I think we've already discussed that people that are engaged, (laughs) there's Mm. somehow a little bit of a holding zone, you know. 
Oh, Are they okay. allowed in? Aren't they allowed in? And is it is it a literal no mm. ring, no bring? What about people who are married but don't wear a wedding ring? Like myself. People, people looking to score. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What, oh, you okay, mean, yeah, I know, what are they called again? Oh, filthy creeps, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry, I was play, 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 play. <laughs> Um, I, oh, I don't stopped. wear a wedding Those really ring. really committed one. men who don't wear wedding rings. I just don't wear it anymore. Legend. Exactly. Legend. <laughs> and you know what? My wife also has a wedding ring and quite often doesn't wear hers. What too, would be so bad? And I would know we just not get to go or would we have to put our rings You'd on? You'd have to just put the rings Get put a ring on it. Is, is that going to be like security going, hands out, hands out? <laughs> put the ring on. It feels unworkable. No ring, no bring. Can you imagine them checking your hands as you went in? Also, I would just put a ring on without actually being engaged. They can't mm, prove anything. Exactly. It's not as I'll good as... I'll say he proposed like an, an hour ago. It's not as good as an ID system, is it? Mm. Like, no. You know, and what about people that are single that do wear rings like Bobby George the darts player would he be allowed in because yeah. he's got a hand he likes full a of ring. rings like... or a lady sometimes wears a ring to put off filthy creeps yeah I mean I've heard of such things yeah mm. but anyway <laughs> I, I just don't think it's workable this no ring no bring I think Some, yeah. I think it's become popular because it rhymes well <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you why else it, you're right but I'll tell you why else it's popular Al, like rap music we've all been there <laughs> we've all we've all had that situation when the friend turns up with a partner mm. and she says what's Seinfeld and you think right okay yeah and then I think well this isn't going to last I don't think this is going to last but mm. I then get a a feeling of I don't really want to invest yeah is that mean no, it's fine. Happens with male and female friends, I should say. The totally. don't invest thing. Yeah. Mm. So I feel with this wedding, I, is Pippa saying, I, I don't see why you should drink our drink and eat our food if you're not going to be around in six months? I don't think she'll eat much if she's an underwear model. She could have served you Oh, a bit that's there. true. Well, yeah. the, the suggestion is, is that she just doesn't want that sort of people around. And oh, I think I like Gareth suddenly becoming a massive snob. <laughs> well, no, this is what this is what's going on. Um, a source. So <laughs> the Sun have scored a very big um, deal, and they found sources that were willing to talk about Pippa's intimate feelings on the matter. Okay. And it says it's clear Pippa doesn't want to be outshone by any TV babes. Oh, so she, um, like, having completely ruined Kate's wedding <laughs> by <laughs> yeah. being the talk of the town. And uh, can I just say a very, like, it wasn't Britain at its best, how obsessed people got. With oh, yes, they got very obsessed anatomy. with her bottom, didn't they? Yeah, she did it was, it was the big story. She did, she That's what people, well, she just put a dress what on. felt like. Yeah. Hater's gone hate. The girlfriend <laughs> just had a dress on. I mean, yeah. I think there might be a revenge thing. You're going to wear dungarees? <laughs> I think there might be a revenge thing. Just you mark my words. She <laughs> can't help it if people are... Uh, Pippa's wedding. Kate's going to go Kate's, real low cut. I think... <laughs> plunging down to see a through, See-through back of dress. Imagine if she went in one great. of those Vegas showgirls with the feathers. A thong and see-through back of dress. Mark my words. And like William comes in dressed like Elton John in his heyday with like yeah, a yeah. big... Or like Elvis in a one-piece jumpsuit. And they just go to town going, ah... You're going to ruin our wedding by, like, upstaging the bride? Look what we've done. I would, exactly. much like Kevin Keegan, I would love that. <laughs> I would love it if that happened. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So this Vogue Williams character... Um, yes. Yeah. She... Underwear model, DJ, 
and <laughs> model as well. I don't like the slightly um, robotic way in which you're announcing all this information. Brian, I've about. learned a lot of you're, stuff you're actually, and I want to show off my knowledge. You actually gradually dressed her during that sentence. <laughs> Underwear model, DJ and model. She got. Yeah. She ended up in full clothing. Also, Al, I think Gareth sounded a bit like robot Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Underwear model, model. Um, Also, Brian McFadden's ex. What's amazing to me in this story... (laughs) Thanks for that, Gareth. She's called Vogue and the newspaper doesn't seem to have made any mention (laughs) of... They've not even seized the chance to say she's not on Vogue or out of Vogue. Yeah. Can you yeah, imagine Vogue the Rogue? What Frank Skinner would have done with that oh, punning opportunity? I can imagine. He'd have been up all night, yeah. crafting awesome puns. Thinking about Vogue. <laughs> yeah. It's no, strange, yeah. Not been Strike in Vogue. a pose. I don't think Little the Little Advertising Vogue magazine. <laughs> I don't Emily, know. Emily, you probably know more about quite, those sorts of deals. I wouldn't have thought so, but I'm not 100% sure. I think they're more Aldi. <laughs> <laughs> Morrison's. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all agree. So we're all in agreement on that. We sort of see Pippa's reasoning is what I feel, but I think implementing it is a bit too far. Well, the the problem is, is that from Made in Chelsea, aren't they? These people, which are Made in Chelsea. No, there's a there's. I like these people. Show you know where they were conceived. (laughs) No, there's a TV show, Alan, called Made in Chelsea. (laughs) There is, yes. And I mean, I can. He won't have seen that. I I know, but I can watch rubbish on TV. I will watch hours of Homes Under the Hammer stuff like that. But I mean, it is unwatchable. And the idea is that. It's, Tread on my dreams, why don't it? <laughs> Tread um, on my passions. It's not very bright, wealthy people who don't do anything all day, just sort of hang around and have, um, you know, romantic attachments to each other, but are independently wealthy. Mm. And the problem is there is some crossover <laughs> between those people and the royal family. That's essentially... And they're trying to make out like there isn't. Yes. Well, that's essentially what they do. You're absolutely yeah. right. Oh, my chair's broken. When, hang on. When thick, rich people get tribal, is that the problem? <laughs> yeah. That's well, they don't territorial. want... They don't want too many other people doing that. Yeah. As you say, yeah. that's their gig, isn't I can it? See the problem. They're already good at it. But I like this guy that she's marrying. Um, so Spencer Matthews is the brother-in-law. Yes. That's her fiance's. He's James Matthews' brother, James Matthews. And um, who I spent I'm, like, the day skiing. with Spencer Matthews. <laughs> the hedge fund manager. You you spent the day with Spencer Matthews. I have. Oh. He took me out in his Ferrari. Did he? Yes. Is that a euphemism for no. <laughs> Do you know what? I was expecting the worst. And I got it. No, no, no. <laughs> I was expecting the worst. He was very nice. He oh, was actually good. really polite and charming. Mm. And I have no idea whether that was just him being nice because we were recording something, we were filming something. But I, I, I seemed a very he nice chap. He was nice chat. and charming. Was he, was he already mm. seeing Vogue or...? No, he had another girlfriend then. Right. And he stopped mid-drive and said, uh, let's go and see my girlfriend. Do you want to meet her? <laughs> And so we popped into this woman's office and she didn't look very happy at being disturbed <laughs> while another woman was in the car. Yeah. And then she sort of spoke a bit harshly to him in French and then we drove off and went, oh, never mind. <laughs> and then we went to see his friend Hugo. Never come to my office. Who was also in the show. Women to my office. And he said, hey, mate, how are you? Oh, Glastonbury. I'm I'm ruined. I'm a wreck now. Huh. And then they Not drove off. Not financially, though. No, no, no. no. And that was it. So I got an insight into his day, mm. which is a lot of driving <laughs> around Chelsea. friends. Seeing people. Mm. Going to... I've got a friend who's got a job. Should we go to their office? Be <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Stuff like that. Well, that's their equivalent of going to the zoo, isn't it? <laughs> yes. Seeing what we do the rest of the time. <laughs> but um, 
I noticed, yeah, I mean, there was a lot of lo- tanned ankles and loafer action, mm. big wrist watch, and powder blue shirt with sleeves rolled up. Oh, yeah, that's that sounds like the thing. Yeah. But, you know, look, he could have been a lot worse, is what I'm saying. Mm. Mm. Yes. Well, his brother James, he's a hedge fund manager. <laughs> he likes skiing and mountain climbing. Him and Pippa go cycling together. <laughs> I mean, frankly, they're welcome to each other. (laughs) (laughs) I love it when people don't revert to type, don't you? The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from 8 on Absolute Radio. I'll be honest, I think there is a little bit of um, the tabloids trying to create a bit of rap-style beef, a bit of um, frisson, argumentativeness between people. Sometimes they foist that on them, don't they? The rap battle with well, Vogue like, and Pippa, you mean? Not even rap, just a bit of argument. Like, like, oh, maybe Vogue is absolutely fine. She might genuinely have something else on that night. She did say that, which always sounds like a lie. I agree. Yeah, but, but don't say prior engagement when it's no ring, no bring. But but some the, people are shocked that her future brother-in-law will end up attending on his own. That's the bit that made me laugh. Her <laughs> future brother-in-law. And I thought, well, he's going to know at least one person. <laughs> his brother's going to be there for a his start. His brother's there. Granted, he'll be busy, but... Presumably, like the, the papers make it sound like... he's by himself? Maybe they can put out some board games or <laughs> have he's got a, a solitaire app oh, on his yeah. phone. You know what? He's going to have to go on the kids' table. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that would be great, He's going to have to go on that table with the freaks and the mm. children. With George and Charlotte. Well, um, I believe <laughs> if she's got... Who is that man, mummy? <laughs> <laughs> I believe if it's a no ring, no bring rule... Then that means old Megan Markle Sparkle. What about no bling, no bring? She, Is that not better? She's not made the She cut, won't be either. able to go though. No, I've noted you. I've noted sorry, the bling sorry, joke, I and it's. It. It, I like it. <laughs> Thank you. But I'm just saying, Harry can't bring his girlfriend. Then mm. is this right? Well, that's probably for the best. He's not in his settling down stage yet, <laughs> is he? I'm mean, just saying no ring, still... no bring. Because it rhymes doesn't mean that it's fine, does it? You know, two tubby, no hubby. There you go. You couldn't no. have a wedding based on that, could too you? Much, too much gin, no thin. Exactly. There you Why go. Why we just make them up? I mean, my wife and I, we had a, a, a wedding and the rule was if we can't oh, invite... Your, your wife your, and I had a wedding. Your wife and I our, had a wedding. Our guest list rule was if we can't invite you, we haven't invited you. <laughs> so yes. I think there were seven people. And and then we just sent out a group text to people after it. I'll tell you the worst kind of invitations, though. And yes, I say invitations, not invites, because invites is an American corruption. Did that's I what say my father. Invites? No, you didn't. Oh, I'm just checking myself. So glad. Um, that's the sort of stuff my father would tell us off over. Not too much kind of time on the computer, or it was don't use the word um, invite. It's invitations. Anyway, I used to find um, with invitations that I would be very insulted if I got the evening. Oh, invite. evening only. Everyone gets yeah. insulted. Evening Although actually, only. it's one of those Turn things. up at 11 o'clock when there's a pay bar. It's a shame though, isn't it? Because in a way, it's be careful what you wish for. Because mm. you want to go to the day thing and then you realise, actually, that's quite a boring bit of it. Oh, I like a salmon. Oh, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I like a salmon. And, and, yeah, you this know. is not the sort of weddings we go to. She's talking <laughs> about like, <laughs> properly a meal. What do you go to? Some Angela's yeah, ashes in like the car? A buffet in a function room. That's what yeah, the yeah. evening is. <laughs> salmon. I have a sausage roll on a paper plate. <laughs> salmon sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> salmon flavoured crisps. Absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 
No, I'm going to name and shame you. We were starting the link. The mics were up. I was about to start talking and the producer pointed at an M&M next to me and went, that's a big one, M. <laughs> I mean, I know Big Daddy's away, but come on, have some respect. <laughs> Gareth, it's always lovely to have you here. It's a pleasure. What's been going on with you? Well, the exciting time has come for me to reorganise my car situation. Oh, well, Alan did I, this recently. So oh, really? I've Uh-oh. changed cars several times already this year. Oh, oh wow. Yes. Do you know what? If this was a Tinder Crazy. match, it would be going well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So We've both got check shirts on. We're looking very similar. It's very Brokeback Mountain today. It? it is. I like it. What, so, what, have you, what are you driving these days, <laughs> Gareth? What are you driving? Well, I love these chats. Well, um, a Skoda. Love. I've been... The last three cars I've had, oh, I believe, I'm sorry have been to Skodas. Hear that. Three. Yeah. Three Skodas in. Three Skodas in. Going for number four. You gone for Skoda again? Very reliable. Never had any problems with them. They are comedy cars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you say that, jokes about they're them. not as funny as they no, used to be. They're not as funny as they used to be. But <laughs> like comedians. They were the go-to car, weren't they, for the... Uh, they were. Back in the, the days when, you know, cars could say what they want about people. Yeah. Um, but yes, I, it's time for get, to get a new car. I'm going to be very careful because I believe when I spoke about on the show before about getting a new car, Frank was not happy with me going into higher purchase agreements in too much detail. <laughs> oh, is that really? Right? Yeah, no, he really <laughs> How wasn't. do you know this? <laughs> well, I remember. He t- I was very forceful about it. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know this. And, well, um, then don't mention higher yeah. purchase. Um, I think it makes him come out in hives. He doesn't so, like it. Was he worried about so, the uh, finance or was he worried about the, the, the I boringness? Think, yeah, of just the very show. boring. Just, just oh, how right. very, I very see. boring I think it, it was. I think it probably ticked both those boxes. <laughs> right, yeah. So, anyway, so what's going on? Um, I went, I spent a whole afternoon and made a new friend um, with a guy called Gus. Who's Gus? Gus is the sales advisor. Um, at Skoda. That's a nice friend, Gareth. Nice man, young man. Um, he's currently in Thailand. <laughs> Is he? What? Having, um, yeah, so he, he, he was had, he's got he a holiday. So much I've got money to wait to hire purchase for you that he's <laughs> he retired like, to yeah, Thailand. So, sort of, sorry, can you explain? He signed the deal and he went, woo, I'm out of here. <laughs> I think you've been defrauded. <laughs> so what happened? So why is he in Thailand? <laughs> well, I think he just had a holiday booked in. I mean, I do have to wait to get the car until he's back from holiday. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't know like if that's that. just how it's worked out. I but um, that's an idea. Oh, just so you know, that's not standard procedure. <laughs> <laughs> hang on. So, um, okay. So, so you're going, what, they're so not, not doing the customer back. is always right. They're doing yeah. the salesman is right. He's on holiday, yeah. and then things start happening again when he's back. <laughs> Unbelievable. So what happened? So <laughs> what happened? Yeah. Well, yeah, you've met yes. Gus. <laughs> yeah, I met Gus. He plays squash. Okay. He um, he's your friend. But he does in a squash. They're not that big. <laughs> He's my well, friend. And um, so he says, oh, you did a lot of miles in the last one. How come you did so many miles? And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I do a lot of driving. I'm, I'm a comedian. <laughs> yes. And he said, oh, yeah. I said, yeah. He goes, really? Would I? And then he Googled me. Oh, he had a computer at his While you were standing there. While I was, um, sat, I, was I sat down. Mm. <laughs> okay. Your posture's but, not that relevant. No, but. no. But. So what? So. That's quite rude. Yeah, so I he Googles me because, yeah, first thing that comes up. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I don't know, yeah, blow yeah. my own trumpet, but yeah. You'd and, be uh, more worried if, if it was the second one. Gareth Richards, what the could photographer. You have done? <laughs> yeah. What could you have done that comes up before being a comedian? <laughs> anyway. Yes, and then he, he Googled me and then he played a video. Of your own stuff, too. Of, of, of you. Of my... Yeah. Um, 
set on the internet. Mm. And um, I mean, I wasn't prepared for quite how awkward that was going to be. I felt like, you know, when people are having an operation yes. and they're under the anaesthetic, but they're still awake and they can still feel everything. Ooh. Oh, a slightly out of body experience. Express, yeah, they're locked in. Oh, this yeah. sounds like yeah. one of the most horribly <laughs> awkward experiences ever, which is why I want to drag it out a bit more. So we'll be back in a bit. So Gareth, so you're you've met Gus. Yeah, you're Gus, about, the sales advisor at the you're Skoda on the cusp dealership. of buying the car from Gus. Yes, and I'm also aware the dynamic of the situation is he's trying to endear himself to me. Mm. You know, he's making trying. He thinks he's making a fuss of me and doing things I want you, him to do. He sees you very much as a lead. I yeah, think that's mm. the term like, they use, isn't it? I thought Whereas, it was a mark. You know, oh, yeah. yeah mark. You're on the hook. <laughs> what he doesn't know is I'm buying a car, whatever happens. I don't want to go around shopping around. No. I always get my cars from there. This is the easiest sale he's ever had. Um, so he starts playing my stand-up clip. And I realise how long it is with me saying hello to everyone before I actually do a joke. <laughs> and I start sort of panicking. <laughs> and go, well, actually, they cut out the joke I normally do about, well, just pause it there. I'll, I'll give you the routine. And um, I usually do a joke about Bournemouth there, but they cut it out not to upset anyone. But is, um, Can I ask a very important question? <laughs> yes. Is he laughing at this point? No. Well, would I oh. be floundering so much if he was laughing? If he was rolling around on the floor, I'd be very... First, so I didn't far, say rolling said... around on the floor. One Ruffle. laugh. So Ruffle. No, no. so far I've only just said hello and he's okay. looking like his oh. attention's wandering. Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure he's got an amazing attention span generally, but like, yeah, it's not. And so Don't I, start I'm hating thinking... on him because he didn't no, laugh no, at he's your a, comedy. He's a, nice, he's a nice young man. So, um, twice so, you mentioned he's young. That, yeah. that worries me. How yeah. young was he? Eight, eight, nine. <laughs> no, you know, he's younger than bought. younger than us, Alan. Okay, you know we're getting on. Are you two the same it. age? No, he's older than me. Okay. All right, <laughs> <laughs> he's hanging out with a nice young man here. <laughs> so then, what Turns happened? Out I was happy when we were talking about Gus and his age. I mean, so let's did, talk about how old Alan is, by uh, all means. Did Gus manage to get old through? Old Father Time over here. <laughs> did Gus manage to get through the whole clip? Um, no, I su- I suggested that he stopped playing that. I said, well, maybe watch that in your own time. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, let, I do stand up comedy, and um, but then he was very interested in the behind the scenes world of comedy because really? he was um, something of a comedy fan. He believed, and um, we went for so a test drive. Clip. <laughs> <laughs> he um, we went for a, we went for a test drive, and what they do is they drive it out of the lot. And what happened was he asked me questions about behind the scenes in comedy. Right. And I started asking him questions about behind the scenes in selling cars. Because oh. we were, we had a rapport and we were like talking when about... When you say behind the scenes, it's all mm. quite up front, selling cars, isn't no, it? No, well, you would think so. But oh. why? I said, so how come <laughs> he drove me out to a Tesco's car park somewhere and then we swapped over? And I was like, oh, how come... Uh, you didn't let me drive out of the lot. Is it because you're, you know, for the insurance, I'm going to smash into one of the other brand new I cars I hope you said it with a slight edge to your voice as well. Well, there's a tension, isn't there, in the whole situation? Mm. And um, he says, oh, no, what it is, is if, you, if someone gets in a new car, they're very likely to stall it because it's like a different clutch uh. to, you know, brand new clutch, a very light clutch. Yes. And um, I go, ah, so like they'll go, oh, this car's rubbish. It's stalled straight away when <laughs> right. actually they don't know how to drive it. Oh, so if I you see. show them right. that it's a very good car, 
that they can that drives very well, then mm. you can't say, "Oh, it's something problem with the car." It's clearly you who doesn't know how to drive oh, it. Oh, okay. Oh, like oh, well, I'm glad we've resolved yeah. that. Can we talk about the high purchase agreement now? Yes. <laughs> You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio. I was going to say good morning. This is the Frank Skinner show. Like we were starting the show, but it's actually been on for a fair few hours now. But um, I wanted to just reintroduce my lovely boys who are here this morning. I'm going to play their jingles again, just because I'm doing it on an iPad and it's very exciting. There's <coughs> Abby, and there's uh, Gareth. Oh, oh, he's the loneliest man in the world. Not when he's with Goss. Yeah, not when I went and buy a <laughs> yes. car all afternoon. So we should I wasn't. say, we should say, I'm Emily Dean, by the way, and this is Hello, the Frank Emily. Skinner show. Hello, he's not here this week, but. The important thing is that we're talking about, we left you on a cliffhanger, which was Gareth was in the middle of buying a Skoda car from Gus at the dealership. Yes. Over to you, Gareth. Not live at the scene, mm. but, you know. Literally, we're not live. This is a pre-record. No, this is a pre-record, exactly. So he had, he Googled me, discovered I was a comedian. And um, and the thing is, he's trying to sell me a car, so he's in trying to endear himself to me. So he said, and he almost pulled this off. But he said, oh, I've I've never sold a car to someone famous before. <laughs> but it was, he didn't quite say famous with enough conviction. Oh, wrong <laughs> emphasis. Like he suddenly made it into a question, which right. yes. quite correctly. You I, know, it's, I mean, it's difficult. Not, was he waiting for you to step it. in and confirm whether you were famous or not? No, I mean, <clears throat> we all knew I wasn't famous. He didn't yeah. recognise me when I walked in. <laughs> But anyway, so we're driving and we're sharing behind-the-scenes tidbits from our respective careers. Mm -hmm. And he asks me, he's a big fan of Frankie Boyle, yes. and he said there was a bit in a like a Frankie Boyle DVD where it seemed like he, Frankie had lost the thread and said, oh, what am I saying? And he said, those little ad-lib bits when comedians do that, are they... Um, real, like, was that a real thing where he tripped up and did it by mistake, or was that all planned? Is everything mm. all planned? What is the answer to that? I've always wondered. Well, I, I was going to talk to you about this, Alan, because, I mean... <laughs> enjoy, enjoy yourselves, boys. I'll just go and get a cup of tea, shall I? Oh, we're having a nice time over there. I think it's it's a policy decision, isn't it? Sometimes people do things that they act like it's a mistake. Yes. But it's not really a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Now, I don't really like that. Right. I feel like that's a level of deceit that mm -hmm. I'm not happy with. Yeah. I think, you know, if something happens in the moment, that's great, but... How, how do you feel about that, Alan? Emily, I value your... Um... No, you go ahead. Not yourself, Alan. <laughs> I, I don't mind it. I, you, I occasionally will like... have a deliberate mistake in because um, uh, I got bills. You got bills Let's to just pay. Be as funny as we can. And I'm then go liking home, this comedy yeah. masterclass, but I do want to find out what happened with Gus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I asked him that question. I said I'm always a bit like I I don't really like that. I think as a level of deceit, I'm unhappy with. If you're happy with that, did Alan, he, that's did he not a purist under his foot? <laughs> <laughs> purist. Well, then what happened is he's trying to sell me a thing called gap insurance. Right. Oh yeah. Do you know this? Yeah. So it's if no, you I'm not familiar with if it. If you total the car, right, you're going to get an amount of money back on insurance, and it might not be as much as you owe paying back the car and so you'll be in a problem and you can get gap insurance which covers you for three years <laughs> and um, pays you back the full well, amount I'm glad of the we car know that now. to cover your so like gap okay. insurance and I'm like I'm not getting gap insurance no I live you're better than that Gareth 
I'm a, I'm, I live by the seat of my pants. You know, yeah. I will go whatever way freight blows me. Anyway, and there's I mean, more money. I've got, I'm not made of money, mate. Where does it end? Yeah, First where does get it gap end? Insurance. Next thing they'll want you to he's get car insurance. He's already got me paying more monthly than I want to. Oh, that's that's <laughs> like, so. You. He's out of it. He's this out. You know, no, I'm not you. doing any more extras. And he says, he says it's um, it's four nine nine. Four ninety nine. No, four hundred and ninety nine pounds per month. No, no, <laughs> no like for the gap insurance oh, in, in total. In total, yeah. And I say, I'm not, no, I'm not paying that. And he goes, well, I am. Um, I'll ask my manager for you. I like that you went a bit cockney when you said I'm not paying that. And um, maybe uh, I'll, I'll go and have a word with him, and he might be able to get that down for you. Oh yeah. Mm. And I smell a rat in this situation straight away because he is doing exactly what he... This is a pretended improvised moment. Tis. This isn't real You're at all. You're absolutely right. He is lying oh, to me. he's planned this whole yeah. thing. He's lying to me. And so he yeah. goes to the manager. The manager comes over and goes, oh, what is it? The gap agreement? Oh, is a new... On that car? Oh, yeah, you should definitely have... Oh, it'd be dangerous not to have the gap mm. insurance on that. Much and as I'm... I hate to break this story <laughs> up, we are going to have to leave you on tenterhooks to find out what happened with the gas, the gap insurance. <laughs> One moment, please. Skinner, absolute radio. So, Gareth, what happened with the gap insurance? <laughs> so, they're trying to sell me the gap insurance. The main I'm dying to know. The main manager comes o- over. Just to bring people in, yeah. if they've just joined, the the first mention of the gap insurance, it was at 499. <laughs> Is this the weirdest show we've ever know. done? It's getting close. It's so strange. I'm, I'm guessing that. With some aggressive haggling, Gareth got it down to four nine eight. So, Gareth, it. what did you get it down to? Come on. Well, the manager says, "Oh, yeah, I wouldn't want to get a car like that without gap insurance." And I was like, "And I said to him, oh, uh, you don't recommend I buy a car? Do you think it's a bit dangerous to be buying a car? <laughs> I cannot buy a car if you think it would be too dangerous for me to do it." <laughs> Called and, like, and he said, "No, it's always a good idea to buy a car." And they both sort of smiled in a way where, like, yeah, we all. But know, I like what you said, what Gareth, because that was a sick burn. Yeah, yeah. well done. And um, and and then he says, "Oh, I'll let three nine nine. Okay, have the gap insurance. So you got hundred quid off. Brilliant. And so it's very convenient that exactly a hundred. He's able to go a hundred, exactly one hundred pounds down to three nine nine. Anyway, I wasn't having any of it, and I felt betrayed by Gus that he did that whole charade. And at the end, I said. Because uh, re- it was a long time and I was a bit low in energy, mm. so I was a bit cheesed off. And I said to him, really enjoyed your little show there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gareth. He said, what do you mean? I said, oh, yeah, your whole, you know, little show with your manager. You didn't say shtick. <laughs> yeah, I did. No, I didn't say shtick. Did you put him yeah. in his place then? Well... He'd lost me, frankly. We don't. I need to know though. Did you? So did he you did. get? You didn't get the gap insurance. Well, I didn't get the gap insurance. No, no. but he did put Gus in his place. So please, he did. his place is Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> and so Gus is now in Thailand. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm devastated that you didn't get the gap insurance. I think you might come to regret that. If anyone sees me out and about on the roads, please don't drive into me. <laughs> this is Frank Skinner, Absolute. What else? What's bit? That's what Frank always says. What else? Well, what? Um, we've we've got some uh, animal news. We've already done dogs. Let's, well, you know, I love a bit of animal corner. What about Tyrannosaurus Rex news? Um, oh, the, late review. The, <laughs> somewhat late review. <laughs> I'll grant you. Um, the papers are saying that the Tyrannosaurus Rex was a sensitive lover. 
the scientists find. <laughs> that, Extraordinary. I mean, I'll be honest. Spencer Matthews reveals. <laughs> I, think, I think there is a little bit of a hop, skip and a jump from the data that they've found right. to that conclusion. I mean, oh really, OK. Well, they called him a sensitive lover. They're massaging the so, headline to make it seem more... I think they're massaging the T-Rex. Yes. Yeah. Um, OK. They, he doesn't seem like he'd be very ooh baby, the, the T-Rex, the does he? He seems a bit scaly. Basically, they found out that its face would have been much more sensitive than they would have expected Oh, I beforehand. see, OK. Um, he had uh, a sensitive nose, I believe, I believe he? it is the nose, and uh, and it, it might even have yearned to be touched. <laughs> <laughs> That's I mean, we've all had nights like this, but... Uh, I've got this idea of the T-Rex sitting around... Listening to magic, that's one of our stable mates, so I can mention yeah. them. Listening to some of those love songs, Al? Yeah, and they've said in the in the quite scientific report, in scientific reports, that's mm. the, the journal, uh, in courtship, tyrannosaurids might have rubbed their sensitive faces together as a vital part of pre-copulatory play. And, um, they don't make it sound very sexy. <laughs> I think... The assembled science community said, "Ugh, get a room." <laughs> <laughs> so this was a sort of pre-hanky-panky ritual they used mm. to do. And I guess the idea of nuzzling so. up against each other—that is cuter than perhaps you would normally think a T-Rex was. Yeah, I'm not sure about got more of a <laughs> aggressive, bitey reputation, <laughs> yeah, haven't yeah, they? Rather than an Eskimo much, kiss. I just can't more, see them as. Sensitive. Oh no! Look at the water. The water's rippling. What's happening? <laughs> Something terrible's happening. Oh no! There's the eye in the Land Rover door, and then well, a man gets eaten off a toilet. The thing exactly. that's the normal. That's what would have. Well, that's just a Thursday in my house. <laughs> but that's the one thing that I would be put off with the T-Rex mm. would be the eye. Yeah. You don't you want think? a T-Rex giving you the eye. <laughs> but the eyes, I remember from that Jurassic Park. I don't know if it was the T-Rex, but they've got a scary eye. Well, it, um, it might be okay for you because they'll nuzzle you, with you with their sensitive nose, but their eyes are on the side of their head. So it's only if they're oh. like, like a goose. <laughs> so it's only if yeah. they turn their head around, it'd be able to get a good look at you with his eye. I should state on the record firmly, I'm, I'm not planning on any romantic entanglements. <laughs> well, the thing is, the, the suggestion is, no. is that we're all supposed to reassess the Tyrannosaurus Rex and see them as some sort of, you know, Tom Jones style sex symbol. <laughs> I thought we were meant to see them as a bit of a, a lovely new man. Yeah. So I'm seeing yeah. the T-Rex. They're more gentle than they've been given credit for. I don't know how they come up with, like, scientifically, how they know that they yearn to be touched. What have they found in T-Rex's diary? <laughs> <laughs> Under a prehistoric pillow <laughs> with a lock on and they've managed to open the lock. The T-Rex five-year diary. <laughs> just ate a stegosaurus. Now I yearn to be touched. <laughs> I just wish he'd give me a bit more of his time. Mm. I think they're quite needy, T-Rexes. Skinner. Together, The Frank Skinner Show. Absolute Radio. So we're talking about T-Rexes on Absolute Radio this morning and their sensitive side. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, we're not saying they were good lovers... Because I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> no. Um, but they're saying they had a very sensitive face yes. that they reckon they might have utilised in their... The nose, uh, specifically, Yes, the Gareth. good nose. So the nose... Which Frank had a routine about in his last talk, but I'm not going to go that. He did, yeah. yeah. It said the but nose was as sensitive as the human fingertips. Yes, like a third hand. And 
I think what, why that makes sense to me is that T-Rexes do have quite short arms. They do. Do they? So, it, yes. They're known for it. No, like little... Oh, like Maradona little, or something. Little, little arms yeah. out the He's front. He's got little arms, Maradona. Yes. Has he? Yeah. Although he got it to that ball, didn't he? He did, indeed. <laughs> Late review. Hand, Late review. Hand of God. Hand sure. of God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone listening to this show is even born for Hand of God. <laughs> well, I remember it well. Mexico. Okay. I, I Mexico. struggled when they said they might have rubbed their sensitive noses together as a vital part of pre-copulatory play. I... Vital is the word that I challenged there. Like, there might have been one T-Rex that tried to skip that stage and the other T-Rex like, hang on, nose first. I'm not, I'm not a goer. It's not like the girls you've heard about. What do you think I am? What kind of a dinosaur exactly. do you think I am? You need to yeah. ease me in. Don't go straight for the face. Vital. <laughs> But if their noses were that sensitive... I mean, you could at least buy me dinner first. If their noses were that sensitive, surely those little hands would have been a real problem. Because, like, when <laughs> it stop gets saying itchy, little hands, it's a bit creepy. When it gets itchy, they would probably want to, you know, give the snout a, yeah, a little just... wipe and then they can't because they've got the little hands. one of the things I find most creepy about the T-Rex, yeah. those horrible little hands. I mean, I realise it's not an everyday problem for me. It doesn't no affect my life No one's asking you much. to go out with a T-Rex. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I just, there's something about them that gives me the creeps a bit, if I'm honest. And now this new information coming to light, I don't know. Well, it's it's suspicious on a number of levels. I feel mm. like maybe a scientist is trying to do a PR exercise on the T-Rex to convince us it will be OK to clone them from their DNA that he's found in a mosquito in amber <laughs> yeah. and create a theme oh. park. And I think that is going to be a mistake. And, and then I'm there's... not falling for it. And also, they're not interested in human... Love? No. They're not going to want to get together with us anyway. Well, Why are we none of our business? You're wearing an extremely <laughs> scaly suit. I just hope that there are some really pedantic people listening and, and, and thinking, man never cohabited with dinosaur. <laughs> well, you say that, but I've got a lovely dinosaur onesie. I'm right, going to crack that out. I'll take it back then. The creationists are right. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So the cockerel, he's been on his, um, I was going to say what irritating people say, which is, have you been on your hollybobs? Oh, I thought oh, you were going to say he's been on his jollies. <laughs> jollies, hollybobs. You do the, so you've been away, haven't you, cockerel? We have. The family went during the half-term break for a, a, what I think they call a mini break mm-hmm. to Brussels. Lovely. Oh. It was lovely. It was. So you went in the designated family holiday time and spent the Benjamins. Congratulations. We spent the Benjamins and then some. Oh, my Mm. God. 160 quid just for the Whippet Hotel. (laughs) And that's before we've even set foot on the plane. Don't get me started. Now, the Whippet Hotel, what... (laughs) Is that where you stayed in Brussels? Now that sounds more yeah. like a couple away sort yeah. of place. So that's where the dog, stayed, family. the dog stayed in the Hilton oh, the Manchester. Dog. We stayed in the Whippet, in the Whippet Hotel, Hotel in Brussels. I love the sound of the Whippet Hotel. You have to oh. wear flat caps there. Um, dress up as a T-Rex. Just, that's conversationally what um, we call it. But, yes. it's, but yeah. anyway, I don't want to get bogged down into moaning about the mm. price of the dog. I'd rather so you, moan about so the you, actual no, holiday. No, we'd rather you hear about <laughs> the price of the holiday. So how is Brussels? You wanted to take the kids to have one last look at the home of the European Union. Exactly. We uh, where it all yeah. happens. We uh, we'll, we'll probably visit all the European uh, <laughs> cities that we can in the next. That would be a lovely grand tour, wouldn't it? It would get it while you can. Mm. But let me just say, much to my chagrin, mm. not a single Brussels sprout did I see in the whole time in Brussels. Oh, I right. think they're overrated anyway. I love them. 
but people really dislike them, and yet there's like they bang on mm. about other foods around the world. Like if you go to Melton Mowbray, you you'll, you'll hear plenty oh, of pork, pork pie pies, chat. Yeah. You know, Aberdeen Angus, you'll get a steak. Mm-hmm. But Brussels, Garibaldi, not they a go single on about those sprout. Biscuits over there. And they went on about mool frites. There's loads of mool frites there. Which annoys me because surely. So was it a food-based? Um, no, no. But my observation, <laughs> my, my initial, my initial puzzlement on return yes. is why aren't they banging on about Brussels sprouts? Why can't you get like a Brussels sprout in Brussels, but you can get mool? And why are they calling them mool there? Surely they could be calling them. Brussels mussels. Brussels eggs. Well, yeah. Although I <laughs> just worry that this is ruining the enjoyment of your holiday. No, it was perhaps. nice. It Were the kids nice. upset? Had you promised the kids some Brussels sprouts action? That, let's face no. it, that's oh, an incentivizer. You haven't had a Brussels sprout until you've had one in Brussels. I'll tell you what kids. we're going to have, kids. Delighted. Brussels sprouts ice cream. Although we did have a worrying moment, the children. And, and my, my son particularly is a big fan of Tintin, which was one of the reasons that we I went you're to... you're going to say Tinder. He's not a big Don't fan get him on Tinder. Tinder. Give it time, young. though, eh? <laughs> grow up so fast but we went to brussels partly to look in the in the comic book museum and all that stuff oh there's a comic book there's loads of tintin stuff and we went into this shop that we were just passing it just looked like a comic book shop and we went oh let's go in here tiny little shop and i'm not exaggerating it was stacked from the floor to the ceiling with comics and annuals to the Mm. point where we couldn't quite get in the shop and the man said I'm sorry, we've been open 20 years and we really need to have a tidy up. <laughs> but, but four people could not get in because the shop was so full of comics and I was really worried about a tower of comics falling onto one of my children. Do you know this sounds like Jonathan Ross's house? Basically. Oh, really? Yeah. He's probably got more room, I So did you... Um, oh, but I like the sound of this shop, though. Terrifying. I mean, normally I'm worried what, about... What, the prices? No, I'm worried about my kids bumping into stuff in shops and, mm. and hurting, like breaking. I'm worried about breakages that the kids might mm. do in shops. This, I was worried about the shops breaking my children. <laughs> the, the, like, I don't want a tower of magazines falling onto a five-year-old. Oh, he's all really... right. He's on Tinder at the moment. It's fine. <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. So the cockerels in Brussels. Oh, I had an awful episode. I had an awful episode in Brussels. What happened? We were visiting um, a thing called the Atomium there, which is this beautiful big structure that they built that looks like an atom. But nearby there was a little park, so we went to mm. walk around it. We had drugs. We, <laughs> <laughs> no, but we went to walk around this park, and they had they had little sort of obstacle courses and like some pull up bars and some climbing stuff. So we were oh, letting the kids have exhausting. a climb, and it was good. Burn off <laughs> a little bit of energy. Yeah. Um, so we were all playing, all four of us, mm-hmm. and there were some little hurdle bars that then had some higher hurdle bars. And my wife did some running over the hurdles, mm-hmm. saying, "Oh, well, let's have a go at this." And I thought she had a slightly strange hurdling style. So I said... (laughs) I don't know what mine would be, my hurdling style. I I said, I'm going to... Because I thought she was hurdling, but sort of putting her leg around the outside of the hurdle. So not really going over, going sideways. So I said, I'm going to do an impression of your hurdling. And then I went to do it and clipped one of the hurdles and (gasps) fell flat on my face, scratched my shin really badly and sprained my right ankle. Uh Uh-oh. In the middle of 
sarcastic hurdling. <laughs> it was an instant karma. It was moment. a karma injury. Mm. Yeah, and guess what you don't get with a karma injury? What? Sympathy. Sympathy, yeah. exactly. <laughs> what you get is, oh, well, that's the injury that you got making fun of me, isn't it? Because you're a meanie. I was just trying to join you in and be a bit You should have taken out one of Gareth's in, uh, complicated insurance plans. <laughs> I mean, that would have helped you. I don't... This is how bad it was. We were on a hop on, hop off bus tour, and I had to literally hop on. I would <laughs> have been absolutely, leg... if you, I would have been so happy if that had happened to you, if you'd have laughed at my hurdling style. Uh, my leg was pouring blood as we were on our way to the next stop. Yeah. It was ridiculous. Oh, um, Alan. Oh. And did you see the urinating baby? We did. Yeah, that's a big famous thing in Brussels. Anyway, but I mean, um, I've seen on many that, of those on, on that bombshell, <laughs> on that bombshell. We're going to have to wrap up. Oh, what? You don't want to talk more about... Um... No, I do, but we need to talk about this off air. Okay. I've got some questions. City break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Frank will be back next week and we'll be back in our normal studio and you can text in and we look forward to hearing from you very much. Thank you, Gareth. Thank you, Cockrell. We'll be seeing you. The Frank Skinner Show on Absolute Radio. Back Saturday morning from 8. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.